You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, and uh, at Locked On Hornets. Also, make sure you check out our live NBA draft show, NBA draft goat, Chad Ford. Although, now I'm a little bit hesitant to call him the goat. Because he, he roasted love my Zaire Williams yeah. pick. Yeah. I don't know if he's the goat now. I mean, he's he's an OG. I don't know if we're going to go G-O-A-T, but we can say he's an OG. I think he got rid of his goat uh, title after why he made fun of my pick. Why are you being salty, though? What, like, why? I'm just why? saying. I'm just saying. I don't know if you can be the goat if you make fun of my pick. Either way, locked on NBA draft host Rafael Barlow. Also not a goat because he made fun of me and locked on NBA host John Corrales. I don't know, but I'm sure he would if he heard my pick. They'll all be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's locked on NBA draft 2021 brought to you by built bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow locked on NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. I guess they didn't make fun of me, but they didn't like it. And that's good enough for me to be salty. I don't need much. I'm going to come at Besides, you. Besides, you went to ACC tailgate like I did. We saw each other for the first time in what, like eight months? When I saw you walk over, it hit me all this because we talk exactly. every day. So it doesn't feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. And then I saw you and I was like, oh, hell, it has been a really <laughs> long time. As you were walking in from the out from the rooftop, I was inside. I was eating because I hadn't eaten Dude. all day. So I was making sure I got two plates of food. I got them from both stations. I was being that media member. I looked a lot more hungrier and a lot thirstier for food, I guess, hungrier than I than I really was. But I hadn't eaten all Dude, day, man. Like I was just trying to I was trying to get a couple plates and then you stopped by and I was like, oh, hell, it really has been a long time since I've seen this guy in, exactly. in person. We haven't recorded in the same studio since literally I got this new day job. Like, that's where we're at with this. Well, it was good to see your face. And then I left after basically an hour, an hour and a half because I had a big day ahead of me and I wasn't feeling well. And Nada, that still is continuing today. AC media days are fun. <laughs> I like being there. It is hectic. Yes. You are talking about everybody rolling through. You got to be ready. You're talking bang, 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 back to back, back to back interviews. I'm trying to set up everything, especially me. I'm solo for the first half. Reggie Walker, shout out to him. He's an awesome dude. He joined me to and uh, help me out for really like the last half. And then, you know, Sports Center CLT putting that show together as well. So exhausted. That's why you're getting this daily podcast later yes. today. It's Nada was gracious enough to help me out later on. Understand that I had some ACC stuff to do. I know you were busy with the day job stuff as well. So that's why we're giving you the evening. Yeah, edition. exactly. You're getting the late night again. Hornets after dark dark. And it, this may be the <laughs> like hashtag Hornets after dark where you just get a grab bag of Hornets related stuff and we do it this way. That way, everybody's got their episode. You can listen to it tonight. You can listen to it tomorrow morning. I don't want to hear no complaints. You got your episode. You're welcome. 
Yeah, there you go. And I, I'm liable to say something dumb. I not that I usually don't say something dumb, but I'm just telling you it's exhausting, but we're going to try to answer some of your mailbag questions. Anyway, you sent a few in, we'll get to those in the uh, last couple of segments, but Sam Vecini also, uh, he helps us out. He helps us out pretty frequently around this time. during the yeah. summer months. Yeah, when he puts out his NBA draft analysis and then he talks about what each team in the NBA needs. He did that uh, earlier today, I believe, is when he released this. He talked about all 30 teams' biggest needs in the NBA, and here's what he wrote about the Charlotte Hornets. He said their biggest need is center. There is no short or long-term answer at the center position on this roster. Sorry to Nick Richards and Vernon Carey. Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo are free agents this summer, and the team also has cap space to use, so it wouldn't be a surprise if the team decided to address the need that way. They probably need more than one guy here to be able to eat up minutes at the center position. I want to talk about that in a moment. It wouldn't be a stunner to see them address the position both in the draft and in free agency, although I don't think it's necessarily a guarantee that they do so in the draft. So the potential options at number 11 for them only via the center position, Alperen Sangoon, Usman Garuba, Isaiah Jackson, Kai Jones. Those are all of the guys that we've talked about. So what are your uh, first things that you uh, noticed from that write-up by Sam Vecini? I am, I guess for me, I have never understood this. Why everybody feels like one the center position is probably one of the bigger holes. I understand it is a very big hole. I understand that Jer- James Brego has complained about said hole, but it's not the biggest hole for me. And especially when you com- combine the strength of this draft along with the fact that center is probably better addressed in free agency with veterans because rookie bigs take a while. Even the best rookie, quote-unquote, best rookie big – Onyeka Akangwu took a while and then he got injured twice. Like, I don't see the need to draft a big at 11, especially considering Moody may drop, Book Knight might drop. And I'd rather, I'm quite frankly, I would rather draft Zaire Williams rather than one of the centers because centers take a longer, longer time to adapt than other guy, other potential players. And in that case, Vernon Carey with a full summer with a little something else could be a guy that can fill in. So I don't understand the need to go and say, hey, look, center position, let's go get it, let's go after it, let's get after it. Like, I don't understand. To me, the bigger hole is wing position considering you don't know what's going to happen with Devontae Graham next year. You do not know or do not, again, we're not sure if Malik Monk's coming back. And the Martin twins will absorb more minutes if either one or both leave. That's a giant hole that I'm not sure you're going to be able to fill unless you bring in a Moses Moody, a book Knight, someone else. So for me, I don't understand this when you can essentially say, hey, look, the bigger hole is probably going to be something along the lines of the wing positions because Lord knows they need somebody else there. Yeah, it wouldn't. I want to go back to Sam's comment. It wouldn't be a stunner to see them address the position both in the draft and in free agency. Yeah, I could absolutely see that depending on how high they have these guys ranked on their big board and who's also available. 
then I could see them drafting one of these players, getting rid of Cody Zeller and Bisbank Biombo, and still using their money on a center that can come in and start. I don't know if they're whoever it is, whether they spend all of the money on Rashawn Holmes, whether they go after Nerlens Noel, uh, Jarrett Allen, they try to make a run at him and restricted free agency, uh, whatever it may be, right? I could see them doing that. I think Sam Bassini brings up a good point there. Also, when it comes to what is probably the best need? Like what, what's the biggest need I should say for this Hornets team? I've talked about it a lot. I always thought it was a little overstated because Cody Zeller gave you a positive net rating and because he doesn't shoot three pointers and because he doesn't defend the rim at an extremely high level, people put him in and put him on the bench and James Borrego puts him on the bench in place of a Bismack Biombo, who I think kind of gives you faux rim protection. I, Cody is, is a fine enough center that should be getting backup center minutes for us and a guy that we can rely on in the pinch. And if you want to get rid of Bismack, you know, move on from Malik. If that's inevitably going to happen, you know, I want to keep him. but just thinking about this from the Charlotte Hornets perspective, if you keep Cody on this team for like a $7 million a year deal, something like that, maybe eight. And then you also spend some money on uh Nerland's Noel. And then you just split those minutes. Like that would be something that made sense to me. Yeah. I just, just that, that line of thinking. So uh, to wrap up, to wrap all of this up. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't necessarily think center is the biggest need for the Charlotte Hornets team. I think shooting is something that really matters. I also just like some shot creation in the half court. I think that's something that is really needed with the Charlotte Hornets team, especially if Gordon Hayward's injury ridden. Yeah, like no, exactly. Like I don't understand all of this need for I need to get a center. I need to get again. And we've seen like, and it goes back to the question I just asked, what's the last impact center that impacted as a rookie? We got to go back pretty far. If I'm not mistaken, like maybe it was towns and he was the number one overall pick. I understand that people want to see Alperin Sengun or Usman Garuba or Kai Jones. Two of those three guys, I'm not sure, contribute immediately. Maybe Garuba on the defensive end, is, which is where they need it the most. But if you're telling me that a center is going to impact, center is going to be the biggest impact or, or, or doing something along the lines of that, then okay, but it's not going to be with a rookie. A rookie. A rookie center takes at least a year and a half to get ready for the league. If you're talking about maximizing the window for LaMelo Ball, and I'm going to continue to say that, and you're going to get sick of me saying that, and you're, and there are expectations to at least compete for a playing spot, if not a playoff spot outright. If the expectations are that, you can't have a, center, a rookie center possibly giving you major minutes because it's going to take a longer time to do that. And for guys like Kai Jones, whose body needs to fill out, and for other guys like, again, Sengun, that are going to have to get rid of, get used to NBA rotations and his feet, his footwork looks a lot more like Enos Cantor than maybe Nikola Jokic. Mm -hmm. That's a problem down the line. And how do you scheme around something like that? Yeah. And just for my biggest needs as well for the Charlotte Hornets, I, I mentioned shooting. It, it's really more so just two way potential there, right? I just want perimeter defense because there are a lot of minus defenders. And just so I, I want somebody that can defend. I want somebody that can play both sides of the ball or, you know, both ends of the court and not have to sacrifice one way or the other. Let's move on. We've got some questions to get to. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your 
local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. We've got some questions coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I don't like doing that unless, like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed, and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile uh, mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. All right, let's get to some of these questions people have written in. We always appreciate it. Eddie Clemens wrote in. The real question is, what are you willing to give to move up to eight? for Kaminga if he's available in that specific spot. Now, this question comes up because you did talk about Jonathan Kaminga possibly realistically being available because he's somewhat slipped maybe in the minds of some NFL draft analysts. I don't think he slipped all that far, if at all. I think it's mainly because there's one guy people are confident enough to put him in front because Kaminga is yeah. the, the one with the bigger questions out of the top five, if you will. And I think that's an, there are enough questions about him. If somebody really likes Scotty Barnes, they'll put Barnes ahead of him and then put Kaminga at worst like six. If somebody really likes, I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, maybe a book night, right? Like you'll put book night in front of him, but Kaminga's not going further than seven. He's the guy that some people have toyed with maybe dropping one or two spots, but let's say that he's there at eight. How much are you giving up to go get him? Let me put it this way. There are maybe two players in the, in, on the roster that I wouldn't trade. One of them is LaMelo. Obviously the other is miles bridges everybody else and i stress this everybody else could go including maybe this year's and next year's for kamenga because i believe in that kind of talent you're talking about someone with kamenga's physical gifts adding him to a roster that again can grow with him and at this point to me the difference between a guy like kamenga and Isaiah williams and Basically, everybody else at 11 is this. I understand that people are, I understand that I've said he's not going to help you this year. Kaminga's different. Like, it doesn't matter if he doesn't help you this year. Those physical gifts will help you in a year later. And he's probably, of the guys that are going to drop, the most physically gifted guy not named Keon Johnson. And if that's going to be the case, Give me Kaminga and give me those gifts and I will figure it out with Greensboro. And the problem else. is the eighth overall selection. If he falls that far 
it's Orlando taking uh, whatever player there. Yeah. And that means that Orlando would have to pass on Kaminga twice. It means they would have to pass on him at five. That means they think somebody else is the fifth overall player, which it's possible. There are plenty of people out there that might have Kaminga down at six, but I mean, it's not the it's it's not the probable thing that could happen but then you would be asking Orlando to pass on Kaminga not only at number five but then you would be asking OKC to do so then Golden State at seven and then Golden State isn't the far-fetched one for me Golden State I can see them going somewhere else because they're wanting guys like but then Orlando they already have their eighth pick you've got two picks in the top eight do you think they want more right like are they getting greedy enough to want to get a couple of picks and move back because they don't love Kaminga all that much, or they just wanting to get some established player. I think it would be really hard to move up. And by the time we're negotiating, I think our price to spend gets a little too high. I just don't see it happening. Moving from, you know, jumping new Orleans, jumping Sacramento, a couple of teams there uh, to get to Orlando and then having Orlando pull the trigger on it. You know, I, I wouldn't want to trade some of the younger guys to, to move up and go get them. Um, I, I don't I, like a PJ and your 11th overall pick to move up and get Kaminga. You know, it's a little dicey, but Kaminga is really talented for sure. And yeah. uh, it would allow you to have uh, a pretty damn special prospect, at least with the all, all the abilities that he possesses. Phil Cooper writes this question in two questions. What can you take from the Hornets seemingly holding individual workouts for Jalen Johnson and Kai Jones? He also said, I'd love to hear you both talk about what your perfect offseason looks like. Well, as far as the Kai Jones, Jalen Johnson stuff that happens with these top prospects, yeah. because if you're an agent, and you have Jalen Johnson rolling in or a Kai Jones rolling in against maybe three or four other prospects. And they're already, you know, close to being lottery picks. You don't want them to get owned by somebody in one of those workouts, right? It's a lot easier to not get owned or not look awful in a workout where you're going against somebody else. And you always go back to this Devin Booker example where Devin Booker, I mean, maybe the Charlotte, maybe the Charlotte Hornets do take, I I don't know, but maybe the Charlotte Hornets do take him if it's Josh Richardson, um, who does not apparently own him defensively or, you know, just some bad workouts against other players might might hurt him. So yeah, it's that's, it's not Charlotte Hornets centric. You know, you see this frequently. So yeah, I mean, I I don't make anything big about it. Um, I'd love to hear you both talk about what your perfect off season looks like, you know, I think for me, it's spending money wisely, getting Devonte Malik Monk back at a fair price. Cause I do find both of them valuable. I think it's getting back both yeah. of your young backcourt players to stay along with LaMelo ball at a good price. I think it's trading Terry Rozier for nice value. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's spending your cap space on a center that you deem adequate. Maybe Rashawn Holmes is somebody that actually does only get about 15 million, something like that. And and you're finding yourself willing to get them for maybe uh, just three years, right? Maybe it's a three year, 45 to $50 million. I mean, we've talked about it. I, you know, I don't know, maybe even Nerland's Noel bringing him in. That would make some sense for me also. Maybe that's even better. Um, and then, you know, maybe one of these guys falls like to have your choice of a Moses Moody, a Franz Wagner, uh, Zaire, who's going to be there. I, I'm sure a book night, like just to have your best player on your book, maybe to have your top four. 
I think that would be a perfect offseason for the Charlotte Hornets. That, that's something that I would really yeah, like. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. But for me, perfect offseason is it's somewhat similar, but a center that you can get for pennies on the dollar. Mitch Ro- Mitchell Robinson comes to mind. Like a center like that, another center like maybe a Marquise Chris, you spend a little bit more money on a Doug McDermott, and then on top of that you get Moses Moody, and then you retain Devontae Graham. That would be my ideal offseason right there. I think – and if Malik can come back for maybe the qualifying offer or something a little bit less, yo, I'm here for that too. Like I just, I for me, that's the off season because at least you'll have your roster that you're ready to rock with for the next two or three years. And I think that roster would be good enough to compete. The idea for me now is how do you minimize the Martin Twins minutes and at least make sure that one of the, again, we're never going to go fully Martinized hmm. again. That's, the, that's the goal in the right. offseason. That and figure and solidifying the yeah. center. No, it makes perfect sense. All right, we'll take another break. We got maybe one or two more questions to get to and then wrap up today's show coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and Again, I point to the lie. Yes, I. You're well. Yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious, <laughs> unexpected exactly. ones. Point ones to that the lie. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. One more segment to go. An evening edition of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Sorry for getting it to you late, but. We're just trying to get you one on a Thursday and give you another one on a Friday, call it a weekend, and then be back stronger and better than ever coming up next week. Uh, the Reggie Mathis, he writes in, if James Booknight or Moses Moody falls to the Hornets, do you think that changes how they approach the offseason with Devontae Graham and Malik Monk? It's a good question. What do you think, Nana? Look, at this point, I think Malik Monk is hanging on by a thread to this roster. He said he wants to feel wanted. And I don't think they trust him. Like, that's, I think that's, like, we've seen this. James Brego does not trust him with minutes. His his minutes are spotty. And it may be the best thing for both sides if they go elsewhere. Sometimes it's just not going to happen in a place. Jeremy Lamb is a perfect example of this. And I know I'm stealing Doug Branson's example. I I am one of those that, I want to see Malik's. I want to see Malik do well. I just understand that it may not be here. So if that's going to be the case, if Moses Moody or James Booknight is here, I don't. I struggle to see how a guy like Malik Monk stays here, especially when Terry's probably got the other spot locked down. Yeah, we agree that Malik is the player you're more specifically talking about. It's not Devonte. You're you're not going to decide to let Devonte go based on drafting James Booknight or Moses Moody. You might decide to let Malik Monk go if you draft a James Booknight or a Moses Moody or just somebody else in the backcourt. I think it would be a mistake. I don't know if this is a team that can decide what they want to do, giving up on talent because they drafted a younger player that plays the same position. Mitch Kupchak has said still the right things. He did say this offseason after the season was over, he said, we are in a better position to start looking for what we need, Mm -hmm. but we still can't completely abandon 
hey, we're going to give up on this really talented player. We're not going to draft him simply because we're a little deeper at that position on our roster. And I think that's probably the right approach to have. You don't completely abandon that. But if you have maybe your first player on your board compared to your second player on the board and your second player on your board is playing a position of need, maybe you allow yourself to dip and and select that guy because also we know that this is an imperfect process depending on how big of a gap that you had between those players. That That's the kind of swaying that I'm talking about here. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. It's more Malik and I think it, I think it honestly would. I'm not saying it should, but I, I do think that the Charlotte Hornets would allow Malik Monk to walk in that scenario if Book Knight or Moody or another backcourt player ends up being the selection. Well, well hold, on, um, hold, on, hold on. Go ahead. I want to preface this. It's only Book Knight or Moody. If it's Keon Johnson, there's a good chance Malik's back. Because I don't think Keon Johnson can help them this year. And so I do I think that they probably rekindle the flame and give give Malik a one-and-one? One, like a one-with-a-player-option? Yeah, I could see that. I can see that happening. I just don't see it happening with two established guys. Too young again, a Keon Johnson, or if they trade down and get two assets, I can see a scenario in which Malik Monk comes back and then because then you're talking about really developmental prospects. What about your boy Davion Mitchell? <laughs> do y'all Just again kidding. do you want to do you want to again do folks want to see me lose my mind? Because if yeah. that happens, oh yeah, y'all gonna want to click in y'all gonna want to subscribe then, right then and there. Yeah. That'd be frustrating. All right, one more question. Chris Carter writes in, Hornets been holding a lot of workouts for prospects in the 20 to 30 or 40 range. He uses Kai Jones today when he was uh, working out with the Hornets as an example. Is it just par for the course or is it a high possibility of trading back from 11 or packing 56 and 57 to get one higher second round pick? I could see the latter happening. And I don't know if I would call Kai Jones a 20 to 30 prospect or, or, you know, not even in the 40 range. And we've seen, you know, Jalen Johnson work out with this team too. We did see Moses Moody. I think it was today. Not if I'm not mistaken, Moses Moody was today. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, you know, they, they were, I think they're just exhausting all their options, you know, that they're just exhausting all the players that could be there and, and most likely will in some scenarios will be there at number 11. And of course they want to make sure that they're uh, that they are well informed about all of these players. Well, I, I think it's a good way to go about this. This is not what this team used to do. This team used to basically pick the again, work out the guys and you fairly you were fairly certain you knew who they were going to pick. Now it's we're going to exhaust all our options. We are going to look at every single player that we feel like we can either sign or draft at, at 11, 56 and 57. And some of those guys in the middle range of the 30s and 40s, because we may use those two picks to draft to draft in the 30s. I feel like this is a really good way to do stuff, especially considering that this is a smaller market team and you have to use every advantage to possible. So if you can develop a guy and put him in Greensboro and treat him like Chris Middleton, almost a guy that was drafted in the 40s and developed because you saw some talent in him. That's a that's a very very good way to work your system. So, I think it's just more of like you said, covering the bases. It's a smart way to do this. And you know what? I'm very very happy because it wasn't always this way, right, Walker? 
Uh, that's correct. Yes, that's absolutely correct. And uh, real quickly, it is interesting, right? Book Knight did work out when he worked out for the Hornets. He worked out with a couple of other players. That was on July 2nd. And then uh, Moses Moody is also among a group, but it was Jalen Johnson and Kai Jones that worked out just individually. So there's a couple of guys there that um, that did work out individually. All right, that'll do it for Locked On Hornets today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Thank you, as always, for supporting the show. Now, tell your, uh, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, have a great rest of your night.